0: Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Larry Frank, coming to you live from Bentonville, Arkansas. And boy, did we have a full show for you today. Later on, Jeff Cavanaugh, the sports show host from The Fan 1053 out of Dallas, Fort Worth will be joining us to talk about Dallas Cowboys football and who they may pick in the upcoming NFL draft. That is tomorrow. You heard me correct. That is tomorrow. But how can we start the show without breaking news that we actually reported may happen on yesterday's episode, if you listen to Frankly Speaking Rob Gronkowski is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You heard me right. Gronk is on his way to reunite with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And as always, when big news breaks in the Tampa Bay area, we have a frankly correspondent, Craig Frank from Tampa Bay, now on the line to discuss that move. Craig, how you doing?
1: Larry good morning to you. Great call yesterday. You were right
0: on top of it. I appreciate that, Craig. Being from Tampa, I know it was probably for you later afternoon. It's a little bit time difference here when you first heard about the news was broken that Gronk was coming to Tampa Bay. What's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's funny.
1: There was some there was some rumblings the day before, but I, I don't think people took it seriously. And, and then it happened so quickly yesterday afternoon. Um, you know, uh, there were some reports that it, it was being talked about. And then before you knew it, it was a done deal. So, I mean, people were kind of in shock down here, um, trying to believe, is it true? Is it a joke? Um, you know, some people are trying to, you know, is, is Grant going to come to be a football player? Uh, will he remember not to be able to jump off the, you know, the the top rope onto someone's back? I mean, (laughs) because he's a wrestling guy. Uh, So, uh, I mean, people are in shock, and I think it's starting to
0: set in now. Well, it's definitely great news if you're a Buccaneer fan, and, you know, now a lot of things can happen. And the one thing about Gronk, and we'll get your input on this, is, you know, the Buccaneers have been talking, especially with the upcoming draft, about solidifying that offensive line, and, you know, for those people who have not had the opportunity to watch Gronk play closely, he's like another offensive lineman because not only is he a beast when he catches the ball and starts running, but he loves to hit people and block as well.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's something people don't know. You know, you, you don't get as much fans here for for blocking uh, that 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 pass rusher who's coming in uh, from the edge, but uh, Gronkowski is arguably the 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 best blocking tight end in the national football league and for the Buccaneers main priority is going to be protecting number 12 and, uh, and, and he, he knows how to do that. He's done that for him for many years and, and that's definitely gonna, uh, you know, weigh into the decision of what they do uh, in the draft.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so too. And, you know, the, the, The thing that's going to have to change down in Tampa Bay, as you know, Belichick loves to use his tight ends in that style of offense he uses where Arians is not accustomed to using that tight end as much. Do you see maybe the offensive plan changing a little bit now that Gronk's there?
1: Well, I think from everything I hear, all right, Bruce Arians is a smart man. He's been doing this a long time. And he's going to gear his offense to the strengths that he has. Uh, you know, there, there's no reason to run an offense where guys are uncomfortable. I think you're going to see. still see him throw the ball downfield at times because you know you're still going to have Chris Godwin. You're going to still have Mike Evans. You know, for those intermediaries. Um, but I, I think what you're also going to see is, you know, the the mid the mid range passes that 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 Brady loves to throw, and he knows that Gronk knows where to be, when he's supposed to be, and, and trust me, the other guys will, will figure it out real quick. So I, I think it's going to be a combination where he'll do, of course, what, what Brady and, and the rest of the offense is comfortable.
0: Uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady together. And I know there's some, and this may be a, a silly question in some terms, but you'll understand it is, how much say is Tom Brady going to have in this offense?
1: I think one of the great things about that, and you keep hearing about Bruce Arians, how he works with quarterbacks, is he is, is he, he wants their input, okay? He'll, he'll base his game plan, um, you know, around Tom Brady. You know, who work is what Brady likes to do. Um, they They all have philosophies, but at the end of the day, the goal is to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Buccaneers aren't in this for a, a rebuilding plan. You have a 43-year-old quarterback who has a few years left. You now bring in a, uh, Gronkowski, who is on a one-year deal at this time. Well, that extends. Who knows? But they're in, they're in it to win it now. So uh, Bruce Arians, you know, has a great communication. That's why so many of the, the, the really successful quarterbacks recommend him. And, and I think that's what Tom Brady came here.
0: We're talking to Craig Frank, uh, the Frankly Speaking Correspondent out of Tampa Bay who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're discussing the Rob Gronkowski uh, acquisition yesterday. Craig, even with this acquisition, O.J. Howard still remains on the team. My question to you is, come the start of the season, do you see them keeping O.J. Howard as an insurance policy in case Gronk, who has been known to be injury prone in his career, may not be able to go the whole year.
1: Well, uh, you got to move one of them, I think, eventually. I mean, uh, I, I believe it is, and don't don't quote me on this, Larry, but I believe that um, Howard is due for a, a bonus. Uh, a bonus starting, I believe, it's uh, May if if he's still on the roster, uh, but. I think he, he's going he's gonna to have to go somewhere uh, because you have Cameron Braith who also is making $4.3 million. The Bucks now are in a little crunch with the salary cap. Um, you know, you, you've seen some great offenses playing with three tight ends, and it makes them that, that much effective. But the, the Bucks have a, a couple of young guys also, uh, tight ends. Leggett, uh, Eclair who are tight ends, who are are pretty, you know, uh, pretty reputable tight ends who can do the job and did some last year. So I I really don't see either Bray or or O.J. Howard on the roster um, when the season opens.
2: Now,
0: obviously, they still need a left tackle. It just came out that and you know me, I like to make these predictions, sometimes I make them earlier and I've been pretty successful with them, would you go after in a trade uh, Trent Williams of the Washington Redskins, maybe for an OJ Howard? Yeah, you know depending
1: on uh, both dollars and how, how, how it affects the cap uh, the Redskins need a tight end. Correct. The Bucs need a left tackle I mean, it makes sense. I, I think some of that will be dictated by what happens in the first, you know, first 10 picks of the draft. Who won't be there. Um, you know, I, I again, you want to you want to replace uh, – you're going for need there. And if, if you can get, get rid of O.J. Howard, and I don't mean get rid of as such. I mean, if you can trade for him and get quality back in a Trent Williams, who's very unhappy up in – in Washington, then, you know, that would take care of a need. Again, it comes down to money because you you need to sign your your rookies as well.
2: Right,
0: because Trent Williams, although he was supposed to make $11 million this year, he's been fined $6,000 million. So his actual base salary this year is down to $5 million, which... Obviously, that had something would have to give in order for the Buccaneers to do that. Last question before we let you go, Craig. Um, the draft is tomorrow night. Who do you see the Bucks picking tomorrow on the fourteenth pick? You know, I've, I've, I've been
1: hoping. You never know in this draft, and and and, and I know <laughs> you That's not what you asked me. You're saying who are they going to take? But I think it really, really depends on – I know Beckton uh, had a failed drug test. Will that make him fall a little bit? Will there be some trades that will change some things in the early rounds, people moving up, Uh, maybe even a blockbuster, maybe to get Burroughs? I don't know. But um, the the defense – excuse me, the offensive lineman out of Georgia, Anthony Thomas, to me, for some reason keeps on coming out at me. For a guy that if he's available – if he's available, the Bucks go after. If he's not available, and Beckman and worse are off the off the board, I, I I could see the Bucks trading down even maybe to get another pick, uh, and maybe move a, a few places down in the draft. Um, if offensive linemen aren't available, they might go after a, a defensive lineman in the draft, uh, and and hopefully through free agency maybe uh, pick up that left tackle they still have that Jeff Hagel from from Indianapolis that they signed so I mean that's your your fallback right
0: there well it definitely looks like the Bucks are you know going all out here to do whatever they can to definitely get to the Super Bowl next year in Tampa um want to thank you very much for your time we know you have a busy schedule and hopefully we could talk again after the NFL draft tomorrow oh we'd, we'd love to
1: Larry and thank you so much for
0: all right. You have a great day. Thank you, sir. That was Craig Frank, our correspondent down in the Tampa Bay area, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, talking about the Rob Gronkowski um, acquisition. And, you know, he, he brings up some good points. And one of the points I wanted to make up, if if the Tampa Bay fans have to realize they got a very, very powerful offense. Like Craig said, they need to get an offensive lineman to protect number 12. Um, And adding Gronkowski as a tight end uh, is a much better all-around blocker uh, against the run, against the pass, than O.J. Howard is. No disrespect to O.J. Howard. Now, they got two things they can do with O.J. Howard. Number one, like Craig said, they can trade him and I think it would be a great move if they can afford it to do it with the Washington Redskins and pick up left tackle Trent Williams because it gives you a lot more options defensively in the draft to get a high-quality defensive draft pick. So we'll have to see what Jason Light has up his sleeve there. Uh The other option is, you know, Gronk is only there for a year. I see him possibly extending it one more year until Brady is done. And I believe Arians will be done in two years as well. This is a two-year plan. They're going to win it. You know, they're going out to win it this year. But it is a two-year plan. And I, you never know. Do they keep O.J. Howard as an insurance policy? Um, He's not owed much money this year. Next year, I believe, He's done with his rookie contract, and then he he can learn from someone like O.J. Howard. Learn the proper way to block against the run, against the pass. Learn how to do different things that has made Gronk so successful. Remember, O.J. Howard is a big beast as a tight end, and he's going to be a good player with the right coaching. And, you know, we'll have to see. Um... As Craig said, they do have three tight ends now with Cameron Braid, who just restructured his contract and took a little less money. Um, and he definitely wants to stay there, he said, with Tom Brady. You got Gronk now, and you got O.J. Howard. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, that offense, they still need one more receiver. Question is, Marquise Lee Lee is available. But right now, what's happening with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is they're reaching that peak at the salary cap, and it depends how much money are they going to have available to fix these final pieces they need to, um, to actually get to the Super Bowl next year. I mean, people are talking about them. You know, going to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's any doubt. Anything less in Tampa Bay would be a failure. I think people would call it a failure. Now, when we come back, you know, later on in the show, we're going to have Jeff Cavanaugh from The Fan, 105.3 out of Dallas, Fort Worth, talking about the Dallas Cowboys and who they may go after in this upcoming NFL draft. Also, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the NFL Draft and what you can expect tomorrow's. So we'll be back right after this message from our
3: local stations. Hi, everybody. Take my top. Tell me this is true. I can't believe this. I'm getting buzzed here. All of a sudden, I was relaxing. I'm getting all these buzzing sounds. Bronkowski to the Bucks. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Brady to Gronkowski, they're shocking the world that the have Bucks. They are for real, man. Oh, I hope we can play football this year. I can't wait. My season tickets, man, their words are... I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? I'm jumping in. Whoa. Hi, everybody. Take my... Oh, <laughs> oh Gronkowski, baby. Yeah. Oh, it's getting deep out here. It's getting deep. Wow, Brady right and Gronkowski, give me a
0: break. That's fantastic. Wow, unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh. Wow, is 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 Dicky V excited or what? Gronk and Brady, you hear him. He, he went in the pool. That's why there was a little break there. He didn't talk for a little while. But he jumped in the pool. He was so excited about Rob Gronkowski uh, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. want to remind you all that if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts that you would like to discuss, you can contact us at, frankly speaking, 528 at gmail.com. You can also go to our Twitter account. If you are not currently following us on Twitter, please do so. At Larry Frankis. That's with a U.S. at the end. We have a Facebook page. Over 1,000 likes already. Over 1,000 views on our special edition NFL Draft Show. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. If you're not following that page, definitely want to do that. For those of you that followed the page, you were one of the first people yesterday in the United States of America to find out that Rob Gronkowski was traded. We put everything on that page. Follow us, like us, listen to us. We're up and coming, baby. One of the best sports podcasts out there. And I want you to be part of it because it's you, the fans, that make this possible. Thank you. Just another quick reminder that in a little bit, we're going to have Jeff Kavanaugh from the fan, Dallas-Fort Worth area, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, the local team here, one of the local teams besides the Kansas City Chiefs, Here in the Bentonville, Arkansas area. Now, last week, word began to circulate um, that Major League Baseball Commissioner Robert Manfred planned to suspend the contracts of most baseball operation employees in the wake of this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I think it was on Sunday that The Athletic reported that Manfred was going to take that action, I believe, this coming May 1st. Well, in response to that, if you have not heard, that 20 teams have moved to guarantee their employees they will be paid through the end of May. That's being reported by ESPN's great Jeff Passan. Another team, the Padres, guaranteed their employees they'd be paid through October Uh, with tiered uh, salary reductions. So 20 so far, 20 of the teams have said they will be paying their employees through May. Now, we had this discussion yesterday. And uh, I told you that something's in the works, and you're going to hear real soon from uh, Major League Baseball And yesterday, Robert Manfred came out with a statement basically saying that he 100% expects baseball to return. Goes into the plan. Why are we only saying 30 days at a time? Because I'm telling you, folks, you're hearing it first on Frankly Speaking, that you will hear something either this, probably by the end of this week, if not sooner, That Major League Baseball is going to resume towards the end of May, beginning of June, as far as teams reporting, and then they'll have the, you know, they're not telling us right now which plan they're going to use. The latest plan offers a three-state plan, which would include uh, Arizona, uh, would include Texas. And it would include Florida, where the teams break down into three separate areas and play baseball a couple of games a day at certain locations. So this is the latest and greatest that we're hearing. Now, we do not know which plan and what date the actual season will start. As we get more information on this possible breaking news, as always, we will report it directly to you. Boy, can I wait till baseball, I can't wait till baseball comes back. And if you haven't heard, of, I don't know if you call it breaking news, but some news out of the NFL that Percy Harbin, the 31-year-old uh wide receiver, kick returner that was retired, wants to come out of retirement. He wants to play football again. So another wide receiver who... Could be available for somebody looking for a wide receiver like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, could be available very soon here. According to his agent, he's ready to come out of retirement and play football again. Once again, I want to remind you, it's only a couple minutes away from having Jeff Cavanaugh from The Fan. 105.3 out of dallas Fort Worth. On our show to discuss the Dallas Cowboys and what they went through during the offseason and what they possibly are going to do in tomorrow's draft. Now, before we get to Jeff, uh, we had I was listening to Steve Smith. I love listening to Steve Smith talk about the NFL and the upcoming draft. Let's see what he had to say yesterday about the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Have to restock their offense. And what do I mean by that? They already have Ezekiel Elliott under contract. They have Amari Cooper signing his big deal. And then they have a franchise tag uh, for Dak Prescott. They have to get some protection for Dak Prescott because that offense and that team goes by their ability to hold on to the football, to kind of wear teams down with various ways that they do it. Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, but then also in the passing game. And so they have to go ahead And take care of Dak Prescott. But they have to make sure that their their quarterback is comfortable. And how do you do that? By making him clean and keeping him clean in the pocket and keeping him comfortable. And that's why I believe an offensive lineman, they must get quickly and early. Because if they grab a wide receiver and then try to get a lesser player down the line, that may not be the answer for them long term.
0: And, you know, that's what I love about Steve Smith. He He's thinking the same way I'm thinking. You know, Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He's proven that he is a terrific quarterback. A Zeke Elliott, it goes without saying, the type of runner, you know, that he is. But, you know, just like when we were talking to Ricky Reynolds When I was talking to him the other day on text, Ricky Reynolds, who played cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots, he says you cannot have a great running game without a great offensive line. And, you know, you look at teams that struggle with the run, you know, everybody's thinking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because they got Tom Brady and they got Gronkowski. You know what? If they can't solidify that running game and protect Tom Brady with a good offensive line, they're going to struggle. And that's a similar situation here in Dallas where the same thing, you know, yes, they got Amari Cooper. He's going to definitely be a weapon. Yes, they need another wide receiver. Yes, they need a safety. Yes, they need a defensive end. But remember, uh, Travis Frederick unexpectedly retired. So they also possibly need a center. So this is a team out there that has a lot of needs despite having some very good players. Now, defensively, we talked about it. You know, they lost some pieces last year defensively. They lost Robert Quinn from last year. They lost Michael Bennett from last year. They lost, obviously, wide receiver, Um, Randall Cobb, so those are needs they're going to have to, you know, you would expect that they would have to fill now, they did add some people to the team also, so they did a good job, especially to look at defense, they added Gerald McCoy who used to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and last year uh, he played for the Carolina Panthers, they added uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix at safety and they added Maurice Candy at cornerback. They also re signed Anthony Brown. Uh, I believe it was Darian Thompson, their safety. They re signed him. And of course, uh, Sean Lee, the linebacker, who's been there a pretty good amount of time right now. So they have done a good job trying to solidify. And you got to remember this team last year, you know, they were ranked. Ninth in defense and third in offense, but did not make. They did not make the playoffs. So I think in the, since 2010, the Dallas Cowboys have only made the playoffs. I believe it's been three times in since 2010. So the, the six of the nine years they have not made the playoffs. Now, when we come back from our break. We're going to go ahead and get Jeff Cavanaugh on to discuss the outlook for the Dallas Cowboys next year and also what they may do in tomorrow night's draft. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking, where we're just moments away of having Jeff Cavanaugh join us here on the Frankly Speaking Hotline. want to remind you all, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, Topics you'd like to talk about, please feel free to contact us at, Frankly Speaking 528 at gmail.com. You can go on Twitter at Larry Frankis with the US at the end. We also have our amazing Frankly Speaking Facebook page. Follow us, listen to us, like us. We have all sorts of breaking news that we post as soon as we get it on that Frankly Speaking. Hotline page. Want to also remind you that tomorrow we have another, another great show for you all. We are going to have from the LSU football radio network, Hunt Palmer will be joining us to discuss college football. What may happen this year? We'll talk about Jerry, Joe Burrows, the number. Projected. I always say projected because nothing's definite in this business. The projected number one pick in tomorrow night's draft. So you don't want to miss that show either. Hunt Palmer does the pregame and postgame shows for the LSU Tigers on the LSU Football Network. Now joining us on the Frankly Speaking Telephone Hotline. From Dallas-Fort Worth, from the fan, please welcome Jeff Cavanaugh. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning, Larry. How, let me ask you, first of all, how's you and the family doing during these challenging times right now? Um,
4: I am all by myself, so it's quite challenging. But, uh, you know, hanging in there day by day, getting it done.
0: Well, that's all we can do. Uh, hopefully, before long, both of us. You know, thank goodness for the NFL draft because at least we got some sports to talk about, you know, now where we've had nothing previously to talk about. Let me ask you this. um, Hearing a lot of rumblings about Dak Prescott, obviously they signed with the franchise tag. Uh, What are you hearing about him possibly holding out until he gets a contract extension?
4: Well, it sounds like he is for lack of a better term, holding out from their virtual offseason season activities so far. Mike McCarthy danced around it about five different times. James Slater tried to get him to answer the question, but he wouldn't. He was just like, I'm not going to do a roll call for you guys. Mm. So I took that to mean that Dak Prescott is not present at the moment when they're doing their, you know, their Zooms or their FaceTimes or whatever, and they are trying to install at least something of a new offense. So I think it's You know, when Zeke didn't show up to training camp, they folded for him with years left on a deal. So for their franchise-tagged quarterback, it might be the best thing Dak can do to try to get a deal done. But at the same time, I'm sure he's going to catch slack from a lot of fans.
0: You know, down in Dallas right now, you know, you got a brand-new coach. You've lost some key players, Robert Quinn, Michael Bennett, Randall Cobb, just to name a few. What do you, you know we hear different stuff's based on where i guess we're at in the country what are the possibilities of the cowboys going after either a wide receiver like marquise lee or a jamal adams safety from the new york jets
4: well they've tried the adams thing before so i would not be stunned if they tried again this year maybe during the
0: We are talking to Jeff Cavanaugh from The Fan 105.3, the sports show, radio show host. Jeff, this team uh, obviously coming off a disappointed 8-8 record. They've only made the playoffs, I think, if my memory is correct, three times since 2010. What do they have to do to get back there?
4: who's picked in the fourth round on a rookie deal, so you weren't paying him anything. In a
0: You look statistically and you know i know stats don't tell everything but they were i believe last year ninth ranked in defense third ranked in offense and when you look at those numbers that would you know pretty much result in a playoff type team how unexpected was it when you heard about travis travis frederick
2: retiring somewhat unexpected
4: um you know i've 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 met Travis a few times. I know Travis, and you know he's just one of those guys that if he's not able to be what he expects himself to be, that he's not going to do it. You know, he doesn't. He, he's got other interests. He's got charitable work he's going to do. He's got a lot of other things he can do. So I guess he didn't view that he could.
0: talking to Jeff Cavanaugh once again from the Fan 105.3 out of Dallas-Fort Worth. Jeff Jerry Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, probably with the one of the most involved owners of any team in the NFL. How much involvement in the team that Jerry Jones has do you think negatively impacts the team? And should they get somebody in a position there that knows more about maybe calling the shots when it comes to football personnel? Or do you think he doesn't affect them in a negative way?
4: Uh, Maybe a little bit, but I think it's less than people think if they aren't around this team. So there's a guy named Will McClay that works for the Cowboys. And between him and Stephen Jones and Jerry, That's sort of the top of the ladder. But Will McClay's background was in scouting and in team building. And, you know, so that Jerry is not in there watching all the tape and ranking the players. He has the final say, but he's not in there just willy-nilly picking guys that he likes. You know, the marketing part of football is very important to Jerry. And I think that can be a detriment at times to the team. I think that's probably why really popular guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith got early contracts and the quarterback still can't get his deal done. So I think there's a little bit of that where Jerry is very interested and he knows how important it is to market his team in the league. But as far as the team-building part of it, it's rare that Jerry goes out on his own and says, nope, add the player, like his coaches are involved, Will McClay and Steven are involved. He's not just willy-nilly grabbing guys.
0: Okay. Now, do you think people were making too much of the Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott party situation? Probably. Um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm staying at home. I'm
4: doing what I'm supposed to do, and it would appear now we can't prove it. Maybe there's just nine people there, and they didn't any but everybody if you can is supposed to be staying at home. So is it a good look? No. Should you acknowledge it and then talk about how it's not that won't happen. Like Dak made a statement that said, hey, there was less than ten people and all that. But Stephen Jones also told us on the air. He was like, you won't hear about anything like that again. So like was it what you were supposed to be doing? No. Um am I freaking out on everybody that leaves their home for something that's not essential? Not really, but Dang
0: it, everybody. Just try to do your best to do what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, Jeff, you know, I can't let you go without asking you this question. 17th pick in the draft tomorrow. You are the GM. What do you go for in round one? straight down because i get the feeling when we get to number 17 there's not going to be a guy
4: that i love there and i do love how deep this draft is so i hope they're able to find a way to move back and acquire picks but if not i'm hoping that either cj henderson the florida cornerback is available which he probably won't be or i could deal with caleb on chase on the lsu edge rusher with that athleticism Uh, I could deal with that pick, and he may be gone, too. And then I'm in a spot where I'm looking around like, I have no idea. I'm hearing about Jerry Judy having uh, teams worried about his knee a little bit, so maybe that'll get him to 17, and I can take him. If he gets there, I'll take him every day of the week, but I don't think the Cowboys take a receiver. So it's Captain trade down, baby.
0: All right, well, listen, I know you're real busy. I want to really thank you very much for taking some time with us today. And we know you have to get back to doing some stuff in regards to the NFL draft. So, once again, thanks for joining us, and we wish you well. No problem. Thanks so much. All right. That was Jeff Cavanaugh of uh, The Fan 105.3 out of dallas Fort Worth talking about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be back right after this message.
3: Voices. simply this do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be special if you want to be special in life you're going to have to sweat you're going to have to perspire you're going to have to bust your gut there's no shortcuts to get to that winner's circle You want to get in that winner's circle and stand tall and put your chest out, put your head up high and feel really good. And along the way you'll get some bumps, you'll get bruises, but how you battle those bumps and bruises is the difference between the chump and the champ. And I know when I'm talking to many of you, you are champs. C-H-A-N-P-S. I can even spell champs. That's amazing. That's a victory.
0: The great Dick Vitale. Boy do I love Dickie V. I put him on as much as possible. You heard him earlier in the show how excited he was about Gronk. It's just so positive. I couldn't be I couldn't have picked a better person to use on my show than Dickie V when it comes to inspirational moments. Uh welcome back. Too, frankly speaking, hopefully you've enjoyed so far some of the guests that we have had on today. We've had Jeff Cavanaugh and Craig Frank both on, one talking about the Rob Gronkowski trade, and then Jeff talking about, of course, the Dallas Cowboys and what they have to do to get back to the playoffs. Also want to thank all my listeners, all my followers out there. We are just under 2,000 followers and likes on our Facebook page. We have reached close to 2,000 people last year. And our draft show, if you have not listened to it, that was live filmed live on our, frankly speaking, Facebook page. You need to go back and listen to it. Tomorrow's the draft. You got to listen to it today. Well, you're going you're gonna to miss it. So make sure you go back there and you listen to it. What a great, great, great show. Tomorrow's going to be another great show. We got Hunt Palmer. He does the post and pregame shows for the LSU Tigers radio network. We're going to be talking about Joey Burrows. That's right. The expected number one pick in the NFL draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm really looking forward to to speak into him as well. Want to remind you if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, topics you want to talk about, go to franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. You can go to our Twitter account at Larry Frankus. If you have a Twitter account, what are you waiting for? Follow us. We put a lot of great information. We we retweet a lot of information from some of the greatest people in our industry. You'll see people like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. Some of their tweets, I retweet them to you, so you know what's going on. My fans, I want you as much engaged as possible. Also. We just talked about our Frankly Speaking page. Like us, listen to us, follow us on Facebook. We're getting huge. We are getting so big, and I'm so happy. Also, if you would like to either sponsor us or donate to our show, that we can continue the show, continue to update our equipment, maybe get a rotary phone line in here where we can take some shows, And take more than one call at a time. And maybe do some more live shows where the fans can interact even more with us. Those are all things we're trying to do. You can do donate, sponsor right here on this podcast link. Also, you can leave a voice message right here on this podcast. And we'll replay it on our next episode of Frankly Speaking. You know, a couple minutes ago, I got this video, and you won't be able to see the video, but it was narrated, and the video. Let me see. If was, oh, I'm gonna stop it. It was about the city of Philadelphia, and all the local teams. I guess provided this film, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's saying that the Sixes, alongside the Eagles, Phillies, and Flyers produced this video to thank the people on the front lines. And what a tremendous, tremendous video. Let's listen to it.
5: Everything's off. You wonder, where are we? When the present carries historic weight, it feels like all we can do is wait. But in this moment, Break. We're held together by our aunt who shows no fear in the face of danger, our neighbor who lends a hand, our pop who runs from nothing, our niece who brings peace to a perfect stranger, our friend whose calls go beyond four walls, our daughter who put the room in motion, our brother who broke the silence when we needed it most. Heart will lead us back together, back to first and goal with all of us on our feet. A walk-off with hugs all around. A miraculous save that has us buzzing for days. A three to seal it as we erupt. Until then, we root for what we've always rooted for, like our greatest moments, watching slow motion hearts worn on our sleeves no backing down from the fight laid it all out on the line that's what brings us together time after time here we don't quit when we've had enough we don't hang up the gloves we rise above this is the city of brotherly love
0: wow Wow, wow, wow. What what a great video. And you know, meanwhile on the video they're showing scenes from the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, um the Eagles. Just a great great video. And you know, and that goes without saying and, and I know we do this a lot on this episode episodes, on our different episodes I should say, but I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, health officials, paramedic, truckers, people working in grocery stores and retail stores like Walmart, um, I know in Florida, the Publixes, the Aldi's, any of those grocery stores as well, for all the great, hard, dedicated work you're doing to allow us the opportunity to live as normal as we can during these challenging times. You know, there's not enough that can be said. You know, I try and try every day to thank you all for everything you're doing. And words just, they don't really express how great, not just me, but all my listeners appreciate everything that you do. Want to remind you once again, a great guest on tomorrow, Hunt Palmer of LSU Radio Network. He does the pre- and post-game shows for LSU football. He's going to be joining us. We'll talk to him about the NFL draft. We'll talk to him a little bit about Joe Burrows. And we'll talk about college football. Whether or not there'll even be a season, which I honestly think there will be. So we got a great, great show in store for you tomorrow. Not only do we have that, we'll be talking tomorrow, baby, NFL Draft. It's the NFL Draft. I can hear Dickie B going, NFL. He's jumping in a pool somewhere in Florida. He's so excited about Gronk. Oh, my goodness, is he going nuts? though? But we'll talk about the NFL Draft. You know, tomorrow it all happens virtually. Then on Friday, we'll be recapping the NFL draft, at least the first round. And we will be discussing some of the moves and some of the surprises that we saw. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. And we will see you tomorrow on Frankly Speaking.